Hi guys and welcome back to the Darcy's Inner Dialogues podcast. I am back from Dubai and I'm not gonna lie, I have a bit of the post-holiday blues and all I can think about is escaping a very wet Edinburgh and just flying off to somewhere sunny once again. But nevertheless, here we are. We are back with another episode and today I wanted to talk about stop saying we're fine because I feel like a thousand percent I would be willing to bet a lot of money on the fact that at some point in your life you will have said the words I'm fine when deep down you're not or even on the surface you're not you just have said I'm fine because literally every single person has that as their automatic default response and I do think that's for a lot of reasons and I've kind of come to learn that in the long run that doesn't have a good effect So that is what we're going to dive into in this episode. We're kind of free-winging it, so that's okay, we'll see where we go. And I feel like doing this, this means it's truly coming from inside, from the heart, whatever comes from the brain. Let's see where this goes. So I definitely say I'm fine all the time when I'm not, but for me it's for so many different reasons. Like sometimes somebody that I love so much can ask me, are you okay? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm fine. And I say that because either... A, I don't want them to worry because I worry about them so I don't want them to worry about me. Like that sounds so silly because if I worry about them, of course they're going to worry about me regardless but I don't want to burden them with whatever is going on with me. So I just say, yeah, I'm fine. Which to be honest is really silly because whenever anyone says I'm fine, they're not fine. But that's kind of one reason why I do it. Another reason, I think it's also a self, self kind of denial thing or just self-denial in the sense of if I say I'm fine I think I believe that if I say it enough then it will always be true which is just not the case and also denial because I think if I wasn't to say I'm fine and was to say whatever it was that was wrong with me or not okay it's like you have to relive that and you have to kind of like rip the band-aid off that and say what's wrong with you and then you have to put yourself back through whatever it is that you're struggling with I think that is difficult because why would you want to go through and like re-experience whatever the issue is if you can just put a little plaster over it and say yeah I'm fine but whatever the reason is that you're saying fine let's just move on from that for a second and just think of the words themselves I'm fine like we say it all the time but why like if you're actually doing well and you're doing good and you're loving life right now you're not going to say the words I'm fine because fine is in the most ideal state you can be and I think to really get out of that feeling of I'm fine, we have to think, okay, what is it that is currently my obstacle for not feeling great, for not feeling amazing, for not absolutely loving life right now? What is it that's in the way of that? Because if you can fix those hurdles and overcome those hurdles, then the words I'm fine won't even come out. It will just be, I'm good. Or, you know, I'm tired, but I'm good. And that's what we want. We want to aim for, I'm good. I'm great. I'm amazing. You know what? I wasn't okay last week, but now I'm doing good. That's what we want. And we don't want, being fine is not the be all and end all. That's absolutely not the end goal. And it's not where we want to be. So we have to think, how do we get out of being fine? But also I think a way of getting out of it is by telling someone you're not fine. And I'm not saying, you know, if a colleague says to you, oh, how are you? In a very like, small talk way like they don't actually really care or mean it at all I'm not saying go and divulge your biggest issues with them but I think like find those one or two close people to you that you can trust 
and that you know will actually listen to you and will care and you trust their advice, you want their advice, trust them. And I think the issue of worrying that you're gonna burden someone, just think if it was reversed. Like if they were struggling with something, you wouldn't want them to keep it to themselves, you'd want them to help you. And we can't always be someone else's help. Like sometimes we do need help ourselves. And like the past few months, I've had to tell people that I've been struggling with certain things and I've had really bad anxiety. And I've told people that I trusted with that and they've really helped me at the times where I've really needed it. And even if they can't help me, they don't make me feel so isolated. And I think that's really important because when we're talking about this, I think it's also really important to talk about how to respond to someone who's evidently not fine. Because if you ask your friend, how are you? And they say, yeah, I'm fine. Like, come on. As we've said, if you're actually feeling good and great, you're not going to use the words, I'm fine. So if someone says to you, I'm fine, immediate, immediate red flag that they are not. And I think you kind of have to read the person and read the situation to determine like how do you find out what's wrong because if you immediately you don't want to immediately be like accusatory and be like you're lying to me why are you lying to me because that's not very compassionate and it's not making them feel safe because obviously something's weighing heavy on them I would say personally to say to them "Mm, I am not sure that you are fine and that's okay you don't have to tell me right now but like no I'm always here for you and I'll always listen to you and I might not understand it but I will make sure that you're not alone and even that is just perfect if, if you're the one struggling even just knowing that someone cares about you like that is enough to just make you feel that tiny fraction of a bit less alone and even if you don't think that you have the right words to say or you're scared that you're gonna say the wrong thing write them a letter write them a little card and say you know hey I think you are the strongest person I know I think you're amazing and I sense that you're maybe going through something right now and you absolutely don't have to tell me but if you would want to I'm always here for you anytime please come talk to me and I will try and help you I might not understand it but I will help you in the best way that I can and I'll make sure that you're not alone like these little things that seem the the smallest thing like literally writing words on paper that can literally make someone's day it can pick someone up who's literally at the bottom of the bottom it can just pick them up because I think it's so easy to get inside our own head and just it literally grows and grows in your head and it can take over it's not that you forget about everyone else but I think when you've got that critical voice in your head it kind of tells you that people don't care about you as much as they actually do and not in a bad way it's not like oh nobody cares about me and like in a dramatic way it's just I think other people's love is just not fully like highlighted in your brain so those little like things to remind that person and to just like reassure that person that you literally do completely care for them I think that can just be so so beneficial for someone who's struggling and I mean they can be struggling with the littlest things or the biggest things like you have no idea what someone's going through it could be a breakup and you know to some people like oh my gosh that's so superficial but to that person that could literally be the biggest thing in the world it could be anything their parents have divorced it could be something like they didn't get the grades they expected and like we just have to remember that what people are going through it's their thing that they're going through and again that's a really important response is if someone is brave enough to divulge to you whatever is going on with them absolutely 1000 percent do not belittle them in any way even if it's accidental like immediately that person's gonna shut down and never want to share anything ever again and I know this is a bit of like a superficial example again but I remember at school when I was in third form which is like your first year of high school 
and we had exams and for us at that time that was the most stressful thing we could have gone through because like we never sat big school exams before and I remember like we'd say to the seniors like oh we're so stressed about exams like I'm so scared and they would just turn around and be like oh my god shut up like we have actual exams yours are like baby exams they don't even count and we just completely belittle you and diminish you and then you felt like you could never complain about anything related to that ever again and I think that's so easy for anyone to do with anything else like if you don't let that person feel heard they're gonna immediately just kind of draw back and put themselves in that box and just not want to say anything because they're like oh I can't complain about that because my thing's not big enough but everything's relative to every person like the hardest thing that someone could go through could be a barely hard thing for someone else like we all have different levels of hardship and what we struggle through, what we battle through and we just have to be there for one another and even if you don't know how, like I said, just support them the way you do know how and say to them, I I can't relate to you on this, I can't relate to you on your parents divorcing but I love you and I'm here for you and that can just make all the difference. So sorry, we took a little tangent there on how to respond to someone if they're saying I'm fine but yeah, I think it is important because like I said, they say I'm fine immediately they are not and you might think like what is the big deal about saying I'm fine like that's what I've done for so long and I really didn't think that it was a big deal because I was just like it's I'm I don't want to talk about it so I'm just gonna like absorb it I've come to learn that if you suppress something for so long at some point in time it's gonna it's gonna reappear and it's gonna manifest into something. And I think for me, it is in the past six months come through like crippling anxiety. Cause I've never struggled with anxiety in my life. And then suddenly these last six months, I have just, it's been horrendous. And I think it is from that suppressing and suppressing like how I feel. And also like I have gone through so much and I know that. And you know, not every person, we don't all know what every single person has gone through. We don't know every single aspect of their lives. But for me, I think I've always found it easier to put it in a box and kind of move on and basically act as if it never happened. Like there's some things, like even my anorexia, I'm, I sometimes I'm like, did that actually happen? Because I don't know if it's the way I move on or the way I get better, but it's like my mind is just like, just leave that where it is and keep going. And I feel like that is almost a good way to do it if you do it the right way. I don't think that I appreciated it is the wrong word because that sounds positive, but I just don't think I like absorbed it enough. I think so many things I've just ignored is also the wrong word because I've just, it's literally like opening Pandora's box, shoving it in, putting it down and locking the key. And then when something else comes up, opening the box, putting it in, putting it down. And yeah, I just, it's difficult because I do think a lot of us, that is the easiest thing to do. And I think when you've done it for so long and you've not necessarily had any bad things happen from that, you'd be like, well, why on earth would I say anything? And also it really depends on like your situation as well, because you might be in a household where you feel like you can't say anything or a friendship group where you don't want to say anything. And then that is really difficult. And it is like, well, what do you do? Um, because I'd say that I have had people in my life where I feel like, why, why would I say anything to you? Because you're just, you're either A, you're not going to listen or B, you're going to belittle it. Like I've said, oh, I'm so stressed. And then they're like, oh, what have you got to be stressed about? And we'll laugh. And I'm like, oh, well now I feel about one centimeter tall, but thanks. And it's like, well, if they've said that to me, why would I, why would I want to share anything with you? Or why would I want to actually raise an issue with you? And you can have the people who 
are always right. I definitely have them in my life as well. And it's like, what's the point even arguing with you? Because you're not going to stop until you're the one with the last word in the conversation. So I am just going to say whatever the situation is. I'm going to say it's fine and I'm just going to move on and pretend it didn't happen. But like I said, at later on, at some point in your life, maybe it's late, late on in your adult life or maybe it's in your teens, it's going to resurface and it's going to be hell. So I think the end goal is is learning to identify when we're not okay and finding that person that we trust to say we're not okay. Because I think even sharing it with one person, it just takes the load off you. And there's so many things we go through where we think we are the only person that's had that. We're the only person that's going through this or like we're so abnormal and there's something wrong with us because we're going through this where I guarantee you, you are not alone. Like there's nothing you will experience that nobody else on this earth has ever experienced before. There will be someone else. And I think when we share it with someone, even if they haven't gone through it personally, it's just, it's just sharing that little thing. It's just taking, even if it's like a gram off the weight of your chest, it's just knowing that and that they can just kind of help you look at it and Maybe they'll find a way for you to smile at it and laugh at it and then you'll realise, oh, maybe it's not as serious as I thought it was. And you know what? Maybe they'll just hold you while you cry and that's okay. That that's more than you would have had if you were just lying alone in your room thinking about it. But when I was sitting thinking about this podcast episode, I I tried to think, like, when did I start saying I'm fine? Because it's definitely not some well, I feel for some people it would be from a young age. It obviously de- completely depends on your own circumstances and the kind of household you grow up in. But I wouldn't say when I was younger, I necessarily said I'm fine when I wasn't. And I was also a very, very happy child. So I don't think I necessarily had anything to not be okay about. I was also a very busy child. And I think that, that was a blessing and then turned into a curse, I do think. Because the point in time where I can think where I would say I'm fine, where I'm not necessarily, was at high school, I was doing a million things. I was going at a million miles an hour all the time. I would do hockey, I would do the school choir, I would do drama, I would do the school shows on top of keeping all my academic work on. And like, they were full Monday to Sunday weeks. Like, if we had, we'd have chapel on a Saturday, we would have rehearsals on a Sunday like I was in school Monday to Sunday till late every day and that's intense like I'd be running from the hockey pitch up to the theatre and then sprinting back to my boarding house to do prep and you had no time to breathe but if somebody was to say are you okay I could be absolutely exhausted I could be literally prying my eyelids open and I would have to turn around and say yeah I'm fine because you it was I think a toxic environment where you couldn't say no, I'm not okay, I'm tired. Like, the word, you were never allowed to say I'm tired at school. I don't know why, it was very toxic because I feel like someone was always more tired than you <laughs> and, or somebody was always doing more than you or something they were doing was harder. Like I said, that kind of comparison and belittling, which is just so bad. Also, the other thing is I loved everything I did. Like, I didn't want, obviously didn't want to give up hockey. I didn't want to give up choir or drama on the show. So I just got on with it. But again, that's not necessarily a good thing because I never learned how to like tap into how I was feeling like I could never have turned around and gone sorry I can't come to rehearsals today because I'm tired like we're not allowed to do that or I can't come into school today because I'm tired so you are kind of forced to just put it in a box and say yeah I'm fine and that I think that's where it starts and then it just kind of like breeds and grows and then other people will say yeah I'm fine and sometimes people say I'm fine to you because it's also very much like a conversation 
closer like if someone asks how are you and you know it's not your close friend so you're like oh you don't mean it you say I'm fine because and you're like okay conversation is done whereas you know if you were to turn around and go actually you know what blah 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 blah, blah the person's probably just gonna look at you like okay like I wasn't really going down this path I was just making small talk <laughs> so that's obviously why we just say yeah I'm fine but I think when someone does ask how we are, regardless of who they are, we don't have to divulge the whole thing. But I think learning to just elaborate a little bit and kind of tap into ourselves and tap into how we're feeling. I recently read Mo Goddard's book called The Little Voice in Your Head. Absolutely amazing. I loved it. Would recommend a thousand percent. It is all about having it, it could be different types of voice if you have like an inner critical voice like about your body, if you've got like intrusive thoughts in your head in like OCD or if you've just if you just feel like you're constantly battling against a voice in your head like highly recommend. He describes a time so he worked for Google very high up in Google and there was a time in work where somebody asked how are you and again in that way where they were just looking for an I'm fine response but he actually turned around and said something along the lines of, you know what, physically I'm energized, but mentally I am very stressed about the presentation next week. And that little two line thing where it it was barely any words, but that like took the person aback because it wasn't just the I'm fine response. And I think that's a really interesting way to kind of work out how we're feeling. Like think of it in a physical and a mental way. So how are you feeling physically? Are you tired or are you rested? So you could be physically, you know, I'm energized or physically I'm rested, but mentally, where's your mind? Is your mind on the uni assessment you have next week or on your exams coming up in two months or on your breakup that you just had? I think that's quite interesting. Now, obviously you, the person can't say, how are you? And then you can't have like a 10 minute pause to just reflect on it. But like I think if you know at the start of your day think about it how are you feeling and I'd say set yourself the challenge of even if it's to your close friend to begin with then you're gonna just divulge that little bit more than you normally would and you're gonna say hmm you know what physically I'm exhausted but mentally I'm actually I'm quite looking forward to the day because that is also possible and you know you might find that that little push it will feel very abnormal at the beginning but I think that one little push out of your comfort zone will kind of start the ball rolling into stop saying I'm fine. I literally caught myself saying I'm fine today to my mum and I said it and I mean I didn't correct myself after. I just kind of did a silent laugh to myself because I was like wow you literally just did the thing that you're going to talk about on your podcast episode but like I said it's such an automatic response. It's It just comes out without us even It's like those things where like there's times where I'm in the flat and I'll go and make a cup of tea and sit down with it without even realizing I'm doing it because it's just such a it's such a default position to be in and yeah so I'm not gonna say you're never gonna say I'm fine again you're gonna say it but you know what you can you can change your mind if someone says how are you and you say I'm fine you can go oh I said it again and you can go you know what actually I'm gonna change that answer physically I'm okay but mentally I'm stressed simple simple answer you can retract and change your answer and I think that internally that will just be better for you in the long run and I think we have to learn and accept that this sounds really cheesy because everyone says it's okay to not be okay but like to actually mean it because 
I think especially at school I remember thinking like I can't complain about anything because then I'm a Debbie Downer and nobody's going to want to be friends with me so you know you just kind of shut it up and you keep on going but like life isn't going to be rosy all the time and people can go through the worst things and we have no idea what's going on in someone's mind we have no idea what they're battling through but you're allowed to be struggling with something you're allowed to stop putting that smile on and to stop just saying I'm fine and you're allowed to say whatever it is that you're struggling with to whoever you choose to divulge that to even if it's in a diary even if it's in a journal to begin with just get it out of inside of you because I think it can feel so heavy and I found with my anxiety like I've spoken to some people and I know that they've kind of related to it and they'll say like well where do you feel it where do you feel your anxiety and at the beginning I was like sorry (laughs) what do you mean where do I feel it and they're like well where like where in your body do you feel it and I never thought of it like that I never thought where is this heaviness and for me a lot of the times it's in my chest or it's in my stomach it's like my stomach's flipping or in my chest it's it's like there's a weight on it or like I'm hyperventilating and I think when we share something even if it's with a page or with a friend or a professional with a therapist immediately some of that weight is lifted even like it could be marginal but I know every every little bit adds up so if you are someone who says I'm fine and I mean everybody will have said it at some point in their lives but I mean someone who repeatedly says I'm fine because I really do let's change that let's at least try to change that that is my challenge to myself is to try and split it up into that physical and mental and to just not say the words I'm fine and it's so difficult because it's like if I say I'm fine then we can stop talking about me and we can move on with the conversation but let's challenge ourselves let's get outside the comfort zones it's only going to benefit us and I know it's so easy to shove everything that we feel and everything that we go through and all those negative parts of us into that box labeled I'm fine and just kind of like bury it and not bring it up unless it's to shove something else in it but by doing that we kind of have this like fractured inner peace like we don't have true inner peace like it's like we are split inside I mean I'm not talking full level Voldemort's split seven souls but you know there's not unity inside of us there's not sheer happiness like what we want in life is joy we want pure unfaltered joy we want to be excited about life and happy and looking to the future and not being dragged out down by everything that's happened to us in the past and everything we've gone through we need to somehow work through accepting what we have gone through and I think also like realizing how strong we've been to get through some of the things and I think maybe realizing that strength that we had could help us accept it I'm not sure I'm still kind of working through that and working through realizing what it is that helps me fully accept and stop pushing down all of that stuff that I have just kind of neglected but in order to fix that kind of fractured inner self we have to bring those bad parts up we have to unlock that box we have to be able to kind of look at them head on and be like you know what I see you I don't like you but I see you and it's only through engaging with those sad and the scary and the bad scared parts of us that we can then fully connect with our whole self And then that will later lead to a greater peaceful mind and a greater peaceful life. And engaging with our emotions and everything we've been through is so, so uncomfortable. 
and I get that. It's definitely one of my most recent struggles. But I think if we can at least mentally work towards that, if we can think, you know what, it's possible. Again, even if you don't believe it, I'm sometimes skeptical because I'm like, how how on earth can I bring all that stuff back up? Or why on earth? Why would I want to? Why would I want to bring up all my eating disorder stuff again? Why would I want to do that when I can just leave it where it is and keep going? But then I'm like, you know what, Darcy, you have gone through some hard stuff these past couple months. So obviously your method of leaving it in the box is not working for you. And I think we just have to go in with blind hope. We have to think, okay, you know what? I might be doing terrible right now. I don't know what it is that is is gonna make it better, but I'm just blindly holding on for that time where it does get better and where this will just become a memory that I can smile back on and reflect on and think, wow, I got through all of that. You're not just gonna ignore it. You're not just gonna say I'm fine. You're gonna be able to engage with how you actually feel because think how amazing that is. Think how amazing it is to be so in tuned with yourself that you can identify what you're actually feeling because that's the other thing. When we're saying I'm fine all the time, we're also neglecting how we actually feel. We don't know how we feel ourselves. Like I've done that so many times when someone's asked me and obviously I've just said, oh, I'm fine. And then I think I'm like, am I though? Because I know I'm not, but I'm like, what's actually going on inside me? What's going on inside my brain? And we don't actually know ourselves because we've pushed ourselves down so much that we're then out of touch with how we feel. Whereas if we can aim for a place where I'm fine is not in our vocabulary and we can actually describe and verbalize, is verbalize a word? Verbalize, you know what I mean? Like say in words, we can actually say how we feel. We can say what it is that's kind of playing on us. If we can actually say that, we are fully engaged with ourselves. We are not fracturing our inner self, our inner peace. We are fully there, like we are one. And you know, this might sound a bit like fluffy and a bit like, okay, whatever. But like, I honestly do believe that if you can be so in tune with yourself and so aware of your mind, like that can only be beneficial to you because then when you come up with hurdles later on in life, I feel like you would be able to kind of be aware of issues before they become as big as they potentially could. You would be able to nip them in the bud quicker or you would at least be able to know what it is that you need to fix to get yourself out of that quicker. Because a lot of the time, like this is something that I struggled with, was I didn't know what it was I was feeling and I was terrified. And I think being more aware with ourselves, being having this inner awareness means that we can respond to our needs better. We can know, okay, I need rest. Or, you know, I need to go and, I need to go and see my friends. I need to go and socialize. Or I, I need some me time. I need some alone time in the bath with a book and some Ben and Jerry's we can decipher between the two because right now it's kind of like what do I want because I don't know I don't know how I feel and that's the aim we want to stop saying I'm fine it's hard the easy option is to say I'm fine but we know we're not deep down because if we really were if we really were good we wouldn't we would say we're good we wouldn't say I'm fine and if someone says I'm fine to you, that's immediate, immediate beeper radar is on and just try and work out what is the best way that you can help them. Even if it's the, I'm not sure if you are, or, you know, I'm here for you. Even if it's just an agreement and it's a, okay, I'm just remember that I'm always here for you. 
that that's great. That is what they need. And have, like I said, have the blind hope if you're not truly hopeful right now. Because sometimes the blind hope is all we have. <laughs> and we just have to kind of trust in something. I don't know what the something is necessarily. But trust that things can be good again when you're in that place of I'm fine. And work on opening up that box. Open up Pandora's box. Let everything fly out. Let's engage with it. Let's get uncomfortable with it. Feel the discomfort. Feel the desire to want to shut it back down again, but don't do it. Kind of in its face, take it on, which is terrifying, which is uncomfortable. But if you do it with the right person, I honestly think that it can only bring benefit to you because saying I'm fine is doing none of us any benefits because we are just ignoring ourselves. We're creating that fractured and we don't want that. So that is my aim and that is my challenge that I set for you at least once this week. Say to a friend, to a close person, tell them how you actually feel. Even if it's few words, say it and then just kind of reflect on how did that feel? Did it feel uncomfortable? Even if it did, you still did it. And if it felt good, well, you know what? You can do it again and see how many times in the week you can do that. And even let me know, DM me on Instagram. Let me know if you succeed. I will be trying my hardest it is difficult, but I think we can do it. We can at least try. We can all but try. And let's see how this goes in the week. We will see. I'm now getting very excited because I'm going out for dinner with my friend and Tristan. And we are going to the delicious restaurant Chez Jules in Edinburgh. And we will be eating very large steaks. <laughs> so I'm going to love you and leave you with this episode. I hope you're related and I hope that you find it in yourself to challenge yourself get outside your comfort zone this week and say how you're actually feeling. I love you. I'll see you next week.